welcome to Touch Plan Live, Jeevan. I'm really happy to have you here with us today. Happy to be here. Can you give me a little bit of background about yourself and about uh, how you came to found OpenSpace? Yeah, sure. So um, OpenSpace is my second company. And uh, the first one I started, uh, we were acquired by a company called 3D Robotics. And that is what got me into construction technology in the first place. 3D Robotics is a drone company. And we built a product in partnership with Autodesk called SightScan, which will fly over job sites, typically in the ground up phase, and do a bunch of cool things in terms of volumetric calculations, but also a very basic thing in that it takes images, pictures of the site. Um, and uh, that we worked on for a while. Um, and then Open Space was born through a lot of that experience. Um, I started it with a couple of my friends from graduate school. We all went to MIT together, and those guys started a company as well. Happy to tell you more about that if you want, but um, the plain and simple uh, idea is that we learned a lot about the value of just organizing ground truth, what is actually going on in the site. And mm -hmm. if we could provide a complete picture in a very easy and simple to use way for a uh, both in the field and the office, we thought that would be pretty valuable. So, um, yeah, that's how we got this going. Uh, open space was born on the job um, in many ways in consultation with superintendents, PMs, and PEs. And uh, when we hit Pater, something that a PM told us, if you build that, we'll buy it. We thought we had a good idea and started the company uh, two years ago. Nice. That's really exciting. So, um, what... Uh... What would be your quick overview to someone unfamiliar with it in terms of how OpenSpace works? Yeah, sure. Here's what OpenSpace does. Um, it's it's a pretty simple idea. So if you've used Google Street View, uh, which most people have, we've, <laughs> we've uh, made an incredibly easy, labor-free, infrastructure-free way to generate Google Street Views of your job site over time. So um, really specifically, the way it works is this. All you have to do is just walk your job. So unlike uh, a task where you have to manually send someone out with a camera to go from point A to point B, picture, 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 we have a computer vision-based system that allows a person in the field to use a off-the-shelf 360 camera. These are not, not special hardware. And they literally just walk the job uh, the way you normally would for QAQC or any other workflow. Uh, the camera is clicking away. You can take notes as you go. Um, and what our technology does is it ingests that dumb video file, figures out exactly where each image, and then we take them out half a second, was taken, and pins them to a floor plan. So from anywhere, anytime, you can go visit your job site and look around. You can click on the floor plan, see what's there. You can, um, you can go from floor to floor. The bottom line is you have a complete visual record of your site, and the key thing about open space is that it's extremely easy to generate. That's really cool. Um, so how, how did you identify this as something that was missing in construction? You were talking a minute ago about um, establishing ground truth. How did you see that that was a need? Yeah, so that goes back to uh, my previous company. So um, my first company was a hardware company. So I have some experience in manufacturing and a lot of similar pains and frustrations in that world as there are in construction. 
But those are just ideas rattling around in the back of my head. Um, when we sold that company and and uh, became part of 3D Robotics, that's when I got firsthand experience um, on job sites. And, you know, it's pretty clear that a picture is worth a thousand words. I mean, that is so true. And many more and dollars. Yeah, yeah, a million dollars, totally, right? Um, especially for people that work in the real physical world, you know, like people in construction. And I just saw so many instances where there was just so much time and money wasted because people just didn't know what had happened. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, like there's a dispute. Did, did Billy's guys do that or did they not do it? Did they do it well or did they not? And so much of, so much of uh, time and money is wasted on that. But it's also so much heartache and frustration. A lot of people's hairs turn white because of these things. And so, uh, as I mentioned, as we got more experience using drone-based solutions, it became very clear to me that that the idea of having this time machine where you could just go look and view what your job site was like from any floor, any unit, and look and see what's there a day ago, a week ago, or five years ago, was, was pretty valuable. Um, so those were some things we had kind of kind of recognized at my previous company. And then Mike and Philip, my co-founders, are very successful computer vision people. Um, you know, their work from grad school was featured in a TED Talk that started a company, video analytics company, um, you know, one of Twitter's biggest acquisitions oh, they wow. ever did before their yes. IPO. So, um, you know, real experts in this world. And uh, so, yeah, with these new cameras coming out, 360 cameras in particular, um, Mike and Philip started to play with those. And we were all looking for our next thing. And I was like, guys, I'm just telling you um, from my own personal experience, if we can just give give superintendents and really, really everybody that works on a job site the ability to know what happened, it'll be so valuable. Um, and that was kind of the impetus. That was just kind of a general concept. But we spent a lot of time with various builders uh, iterating on different ideas until until we had had the one that we built the company on. And I'm happy to tell you, because we, we did have an aha moment, a literal aha moment. <laughs> um, you want me to tell you about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so we had, as I mentioned, built this prototype that would generate, as I mentioned earlier, like a Google Street View style output of a job site. And uh, when we'd show that the PMs and superintendents, they had a lot of positive things to say. So this one day sticks out in my mind uh, so clearly. I was uh, doing a, a capture of a job site. This is out here in Berkeley on a, an $80 million kind of uh, multi-floor residential project right before a concrete pour. So I'm showing the output to the PM, a guy named Nick, in the trailer, which again looks like this Google Street View. And you should know some background about these builders that we were working with. They're not mom and pop. Obviously, that project is relatively large, but they're not a mega builder. The reason why that's important is there's no innovation people. There's no like right. tech people. Yeah. There's no VDC. There's no BIM, in fact. So... These guys are very practical builders. Um, and so when they give you advice or tell you something, you know it's legit, operational, and real. So I'm showing him the output of what we had just done, and he was really excited, you know, because 
you know, experienced guys who hasn't been burned by concrete pores having issues, right? And having to do ground penetrating radar or dig up horrible problems once the concrete's poured and there's some issue with the PT cable and rebar. Obviously, Nick had seen that many times. So he was very excited to see the output of open space, the prototype that it was at the time, uh, being able to look at the rebar PT cable. So I'm feeling pretty good. It's like, okay, this is a good signal. Like we're building something of value here. Um, but then he paused and he asked me, okay, this is great, but how long did it take you to, to do this? He was asking me how long it took me to essentially take all those pictures. And the truth was it took freaking forever. Because <laughs> at, at that time we had a really manual system. It was very much a task. Take a camera on a tripod, you know, take a picture, you know, move the tripod to the next spot, take a picture, manually associate it to a location. Um, it was onerous, especially picking your way through rebar and PT cable takes extra long. And when I told him how long it took, he was very direct. He was like, no, we're not going to do that. Like, look, I like, I like what you're doing. What this, this, what you're producing is great, but we just don't have time to do that. And it was funny to me because having done startups before, I already knew the value of ease of use and simplicity. And yet I needed this, I needed this wake up call. Um, and then he said, he basically gave us the idea, more or less. He said, you know what you guys really need to do? I walk the job, as do my assistant supers and PEs. If you could just build something where I could walk around with your little camera, and it's kind of taking pictures the whole time, and uh, somehow take all that, all those pictures and turn it into what you're showing me, well, we would buy that. And so I said, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Got it. Um, and, and that was cool, right, because it was really clear uh, focus on ease of use, a really clear signal on the type of product we needed to build. And the other nice part is that, I mean, to get a system that does what we do and have it kind of work, it's not impossible. To have it work every single time, robustly, no limits, is actually a very complicated computer vision problem. And that is our bread and butter as a team, and our, you know, we our core IP is based on that. So that really was the aha moment, kind of the founding story, when we really knew that we were onto something, having studied the market for a number of years prior, and that's when we said, hey, let's raise a little money and, and start this company for real. Nice, yeah, it's really cool to hear stories like that, because I think that there's always, for, um, for technology companies in construction, there's always a bit of a gap to bridge at the beginning between the theory behind the improvement and actually putting it into practice like that. So I know we've had moments like that here as well, but the, the best input always comes from the field. Oh yeah, totally. And I think that's the balance, right? Is you, is you, someone was sharing. So actually this is maybe, maybe interesting. So I, uh, as I mentioned before, was at this venture fund, Lux Capital. That's where we were incubating this idea in many ways. So I got that VC view into things. Um, and I think the interesting point is that a lot of companies that enter the space, they don't have any experience in construction. Um, and the failure mode there is they build something that does something really cool, but doesn't really solve a problem that people actually have. And that's, right. that's not yeah. good. And then if you have people that are purely from construction, they may solve, they're almost guaranteed to solve a real problem but whether or not it's a big enough problem that can scale can be an issue. Like if they scratch an itch that is 
a small problem, but isn't going to build a big business. So it's, it's really hard. It's like a balancing act of really understanding and getting to know your customer um, and having a perspective on how you could solve a problem in a totally new way that maybe if it's your job every day, you're not going to think of. But if you have a little different perspective, you can, you can solve a problem in, in a way that's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so what now that you've been iterating on it and you know the product is out on the market, what other reactions have you gotten from people using it? Oh man, it's, I have to say it's been really, really positive. Um, you know, having done startups before, I know how, how tough it can be and you think you have a great idea and you get shot down. Um, and that's part of the game. You gotta yeah. be okay with taking a punch. I have to say with open space, it's been quite positive overall. Uh, you know, the first moment that was really valuable for me is after we had that conversation with Nick and said, okay, there's a there, there, let's do this. And we started the company and we're in stealth mode for a little while. And, you know, obviously we were confident enough in the idea that we thought we would spend the next however many years in our lives devoted to it. But you know, it's always a bit of a leap of faith. You know, when you start the company, you don't really know. And we were lucky that after about three or four months um, in stealth mode, working with a small set of customers like Lendlease, Turner, Hathaway, Dinwiddie, um, we had that moment where a superintendent actually used us to deal with and stop a $50,000 change order. And wow. it's, a, it's a long construction story, which I'm happy to, happy to talk about more. But that was a good moment for me where, where we knew that it wasn't just a useful thing that we had built, and it wasn't just a neato thing, but it actually was solving real problems with real price tags. And that was a key first moment for us to know that we were doing something truly valuable. And those stories have piled up um, over the last couple years where we've been used to kind of solve, solve change orders, even triple, quadruple that size um, or get projects back on track that had like a million dollar lag. So it's been pretty exciting to see all that positive feedback. We recently were talking to one of our customers who gave us the kind of holy grail feedback, which is just so you guys know, um, I've been talking to our teams. Um, we're expanding you guys and the teams that are using you. They told me, do not take this away from us. If you take this away from us, we're going to freak out, which was great, which yeah, was great. That's great. So, so that was really positive. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of things we still need to do and plenty of things I know we need to improve and uh, plenty of pieces of critical feedback uh, for sure, obviously. But um, in general, the feedback has been, been quite positive, um, both from a direct point of view and then just from a metrics point of view too. When we, we measure our dashboard of metrics we keep track of have been, have been in the green. So yeah. Yeah, that's great. What, um, as you've seen more people using the product, have you noticed specific kinds of data being most useful to the largest number of your customers? Yeah, so there's a, a variety of things I, I will, maybe I'll pick a few. So one of the things you can do in open space is because it's totally a hands-free system, you just walk in the job as you normally would. Um, you can use your phone to make notes. It sounds simple, right? But you see something that is 
a quality issue or say a punch item, you could take your phone and write a note, speak a note, or take a, a picture of it. And what OpenSpace does, it'll automatically locate that note exactly on the floor plan where it was taken, pointed at the thing you took a picture of, um, and it's in the data set that you can access in, in, the, uh, in OpenSpace. So we have seen people use that functionality, which we call field notes, to make uh, not just uh, punch list walks, but also general RFIs and observations much simpler. And we have an integration with Procore and, and PlanGrid and Autodesk BIM360 as well. So those items get pumped directly into those PM softwares. And we've seen people really like that because um, the recipients, whether that's the architect or whoever, when they get that RFI, for example, now it includes the image of what exactly what the person's talking about. It's pinned to the exact location and they can look all around. So it's so much easier for them to know what that, what that person's talking about and such an improvement over having some text description, which they're like, what are you talking about? Which is pretty common. Yeah. Um, so we see that used quite a lot. So just basically field observations being much more efficient with open space. Um, there's a lot of just basic in-wall inspection type stuff. So you can now just look inside the walls in open space without literally opening them up, which is quite valuable for straight up ground up construction, also valuable for renovation TI big time. Um, so we see that. And um, also for builders that do leverage BIM, you can in open space uh, look at the reality of the job on the left and BIM on the right in the browser. And it's the full model, you know, you can turn on and off layers like a VDC person can do everything they need to do. And we've seen a lot of value there because, you know, tracking project progress in reality to the model is important. So those are some examples of, of ways people are using the system. Nice. Yeah, that's really good. I think it's it's really important to have that kind of objective reality capture that people can reference together because otherwise it's, you know, people can kind of not, not make things up, but um, it helps to have something concrete, so to speak. I totally agree. That's a ground truth, a shared fact set. Uh, a board member at my previous company told me something uh, that is so true for open space. Um, this was totally outside the context of construction, but I think it's so true in construction. He said, people will prefer their own version of reality if they lack facts. And it's totally true. I mean, yeah, I think on the, on the job site, it's an information scarce environment in general, right? Where what actually happened, it's hard to track, it's hard to know. And there's lots of different parties, whether that's a trade partner or GC or whomever, that when there's an unknown will tend to favor the version of reality that's better for their bottom line. I mean, they're not, it's not about being bad or good, it's just right. natural. it's human nature. Um, it's human nature, and so, with a tool like OpenSpace, we can just get rid of all that because you can both people are looking and seeing the same thing. You know that fifty thousand dollar change order story I mentioned was absolutely that. The this in this case it was a one of the uh, trade partners had a certain view when the work was done. The GC had another view, uh, and it was really important. Obviously, it was developing in this big change order, and uh, they were able to look in OpenSpace and say, oh. Okay, that is the actual truth. 
And the best part of that story, actually, to me, so the, the, the superintendent on that project was a guy named Tim. I was like, well, Tim was the, was the guy you're talking to, like, pissed when you brought this up. And he was like, no, man, no, you know, we're all trying to get the building built. Like, we can, he's a rational guy, you know, we just wanted to solve the problem and move on. And I thought that was pretty cool, right? Yeah. It was not about who won the argument. It was just agreement on what's actually there and, and moving on. So, yeah, we're hoping that we can be used in that way to get people on the same page a little bit more easily and, and, get, and get, a, get the building built faster. Yeah, I mean, just eliminating the disputes alone saves a lot yeah. of time. Yeah, absolutely. So, Big ones and little ones, you know. Yeah. They're all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you've um, progressed with the company, what what's the biggest challenge that you guys have run into? Uh, biggest challenge? That is a good question. Um, well, I think this is true for all all of us that are in the space and hopefully building something useful for the ecosystem of builders, developers, and so on. I think one hard thing is just making sure people know what you're doing um, and generating that awareness because it is a, it's a very fragmented market to use like a MBA type term, <laughs> right? Um, you know, like there's not a, a channel that you can broadcast into so people know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so that is, so it's kind of just a grind to make, make people aware of what you're doing. I kind of like that though, in a weird way. What I like about this industry is that it's very person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very much about talking to someone to, to learn about what they do and see if you can make a difference for them. And it's not just like putting an app in the app store and just waiting to see what happens. Um, so I think, that's, I think that's a challenge, yes, but it's more of a challenge from a, from a planning point of view than something intrinsically scary. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that's one thing that we think about a lot. It's an awareness piece. Yeah. And I think the other good thing about that is that it it sort of diminishes the hype factor. It's like yeah. any product that succeeds in this market and in this industry has to have done so because it solves the real problem. So that I totally word agree. of mouth yeah. aspect of it, I think is a good, um, a good way that products get tested in a way, you know, it's, if it's made it through that, that means it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. I think that's one really cool thing about the industry is, is if you're offering something of value, people will use it. And if they, if it's not valuable, they'll drop it fast. So, um, yeah, you know, although I will say this, um, I was talking to some other construction technology people and sharing some notes. And one of the things we talked about is when you, when you do and don't have signal on whether people are, finding your system or product or whatever it is valuable. And one thing we talk about a lot are innovation groups within general contractors. And they can be so valuable because they help you get introduced to a builder and um, and get you to the right people. But they themselves are not signal. Like they themselves don't mean you have something of value. Like ultimately it's the people that actually are building the buildings that will provide that information of whether you have something there or not. Right. So we talked a lot about how pilots are not meaningful, you know, <laughs> signal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. 
When you think uh, more broadly about technology and construction, what's something or maybe a few things that you're hoping technology will change for the industry? Yeah, uh, that is a good question. You know, it's funny. Uh, this isn't directly answer your question, but I, I'll get there in a second. <laughs> we were, again, talking with a few other people in the space and um, talking about the future of construction. And people were like kind of joking around and pretending to be giving speeches in like five years about what their company was doing and that sort of thing. And one thing someone thought that was so good, it was like, you know, five, 10 years ago, people looked back at construction as one of the least technological industries out there. And now everybody thinks of it as the most advanced, most technologically savvy industry in the world. Isn't that crazy? They used to think that. Um, I think that's so apt. I, I do believe that. I feel like, uh, I feel like the men and women in construction, I think, will be viewed as like the most technologically sophisticated people in three to five years. And the reason I think that is because um, the technologies that can make a difference for people in construction are just going to be, they're going to have to be more advanced than the stuff that has made office workers more productive, like browsers and cloud and stuff like that. Obviously, that's really valuable for construction, but I think things that will make a real dent for construction will be, you know, computer vision systems like ours, things that can actually look at real reality, uh, which is pretty advanced technology. There'll be things like maybe clever applications of robotics, you know, that can yeah, take a, a process that's a little difficult and make it a little bit easier. Um, there'll be things like, when that could tap, tap into modular and prefabrication. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, you know, those are a couple of the trends that I think are interesting. Um, and I think it will mean that you'll have like construction guys on the cover of Wired magazine in a few years. Like, I think that's going to happen. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a great overview. Um, do you want to show me a bit of the tool? Yeah, sure. Um, hold on. Let me share my screen and okay. give you a look. Okie dokie. So um, this is what our system looks like. Uh, I'll show you this one project. So as you can see, you can kind of look around and see everything. So nothing is missed and it really provides that peace of mind that you have evidence of the work being done. Um, definitely without having to literally take pictures of everything. And this is from May 7th, 2019. You can see that. What's cool, because our system is so easy to use, is that people use it all the time. You know, our average uh, engagement on people walking the job is more than weekly, so it's very frequent, which means that you can rewind time. I think I'm back to April 30th here. So let me do that. Sheet rocks up, and then sheet rocks down. And we can even go further back in time, see the insulation put in, and even previous to that, April 19th, so we can do things like compare to dates head to head. So now we're looking at the same place, different times. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we really can neat. measure the progress, look at the MEP behind there without literally breaking open the wall, zoom in. So it's pretty handy, right? Yeah. And this works on mobile as well. Um, and as I said, you can put notes in. This is another project, uh, ground up project. This is a field note, this little blue guy. I can click on that, and then I can see 
exactly where this note was taken. I can see a smartphone image that's associated with it. I can zoom in and really get a detailed look. Obviously, this is before concrete's getting poured. And this is something I can pump into a tool like, like Procore um, to deal, make an RFI or observation or any other item like that. So that's quite handy. And you can see here all the notes that were taken. By the way, this green squiggle is what the person did when they were walking around uh, this job site oh, cool. with open space. Yeah. And I can like click anywhere and warp over to that point on the floor plan. I can click over here. And now I'm over there. So I have that really complete view. Um, it's another project. You can see two different uh, places in time. The same place, May 16th to July 25th. And in this case, I think there's a model in here. I can even open up the model and see both the reality on the left and the model on the right. And um, you know, one thing we, we prioritize here uh, at OpenSpace is speed. So being able to like, quickly look at the model without opening up a big uh, BIM tool is quite valuable. Um, so actually, you can see and see what's happening here if we look up. So that's quite handy. Um, and not only is looking at the BIM quickly on the right part of the speed that we offer, not only is walking around instead of doing the task of a photo capture faster, the processing time is also very fast as well. So we built a learning component to our to open space where uh, it processes the data very, very quickly. So um, I mentioned before that when you have scanning technologies like lasers, it's very laborious to, to do that, um, although the data you get is awesome. And the processing time can take days to get the data back. With OpenSpace, it'll learn your job. So uh, after you've walked it once, it's kind of figured it out, quote unquote. And then subsequent walks, the processing time can be very fast. The average is about 15 minutes. So oh, wow. you walk around, fire off the upload from your phone, for example, and then you get this output uh, within minutes. So that's really valuable for daily workflows like like RFI or punch list items. Yeah, no, that's super cool. Yeah, there's a lot more the system does, but those are kind of the highlights of how OpenSpace works today. That's great, yeah, thanks for the overview. Sure, yeah. So what, uh, what would you say is the next step for you guys? Um, the next step, well, I guess I'll say this. Uh, we have had a lot of good fortune, really, um, in terms of people liking and adapting and using the tool a lot. As I mentioned, they uh, will walk the job more than once a week with the system. What that means is that we're gathering really a, a crazy amount of data. Customers have captured... Uh, more than 150 million square feet of data in about a year. That number is growing very rapidly. That's exciting because it means that uh, we can start doing things with that data beyond what you see today. Um, what we provide today is the ability to look and see what's there um, from anywhere. And the next step for us is to start without talking to specifically <laughs> uh, the things that we can do to help help a people in the ecosystem understand what's going on in their job site a little bit more easily. That's great. Well, that's really exciting. Um, I wish you guys the best of luck. 
Yeah, thank you. And thanks so much for having me. Um, we have a lot of folks here at Open Space that are big lean construction people. One of our guys was a lean consultant. So, um, nice. you know, he loves touch plan and uh, <laughs> we're, we're big fans. So it's cool to be able to talk to you. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jeevan. Thank you. Bye. Bye.